When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Hello everyone and welcome to this first edition of Talking Harness WA here on 657 SEN Track. It's an hour dedicated to trots in WA where we'll have special guests and a little bit different as far as form goes. We Instead of going through every race at Gloucester Park tonight, we're a big 11 race card, we'll dissect three or four races in depth with our form expert Scott Hill. Um, and try and find your winner and a bit of value that way um, where he thinks he's, he's found uh, a little bit of value in the market there. So we'll be talking to Scott. And then later on the last segment, we'll go around around the grounds virtually with um, some guys on the East Coast, Jason Bonington, Ben Cray and Chris Barsby, all experts over there who'll be able to find your winner or two. But uh, joining me as a co-host... Each and every week for the first time today, he's a uh, Leviathan owner, including a Pacing Cup winner. He's uh, a big, massive sponsor of uh, Harness Racing in WA through Retrovision. And now, multimedia personality, Glenn Mortimer. Welcome, Morts. Good morning, Michael. Uh, Very pleased to be here. Very excited for the show. Uh, Looking forward to dissecting some races tonight at Gloucester Park. Um, The Westbred Classic's on. It'd be another great night of racing and... uh, with Scott Hill coming on to dissect those in a lot of detail, I'm sure we can find some value and some winners for the punters. So looking forward to it. Yeah, before we get to our first guest, which is uh, Peter King, who's got one of their favourites in, in tonight's features. Glenn, uh, just a little bit of background about yourself. Probably, probably People have probably heard you. You're on Twitter with uh, at Mortimer Glenn uh, and where people can hear you. Um, with your harness racing opinions, but also uh, your fosters drinking and also keeping up your neighbours uh, at Maylands with Silverchair. But uh, you've been in the industry a long time. You've had uh, some really nice horses of late, uh, but it's taken a long time to get there. It has. It's um, um, It's been a great journey, and um, I think 40 years was the first time I uh, started watching trials at Richmond Raceway and started going to Gloucester Park and been fortunate enough over the last few years in particular to have some very nice horses and just have a real passion for harness racing. It's just, in my view, the greatest sport in the world. So um, looking forward to being a part of the show and finding some winners. Well, you're a great sponsor of Gloucester Park and also you're sponsoring this show with Retrovision, lower price guaranteed. RAC members save an extra 5% every day. Now, we've got a very special guest to start the show, our first edition, and uh, that is trainer Peter King, who... Uh, when his horse won at um, Bunbury, um, uh, which is a wager meeting back on uh, February 20, uh, sorry, May 29, uh, was his first winner in 21 years. But he did it in style and then he backed up 
the next start and won the West Bed, uh, the West Side Classics. And let's just take a listen to the West Side Classic before we introduce our first guest and have a chat about uh, uh, his career and possibly uh, why the why the uh, break in between in in between wins. Here's, here's Captain Courageous letting go with his run now to chase hard after this leader and he is coming hard too. Aristocratic star, I don't think he can win. He's back to third now as a corner as Captain Courageous has quickly raced up to Longreach Bay around the turn. Captain Courageous and Longreach Bay have come together then Aristocratic star out of pocket rings and Miracle Max. Captain Courageous can't get past Longreach Bay. Longreach Bay is kicking like a bulldog. Captain Courageous has got a short sprint and it's Longreach Bay going home to win two metres. Captain Courageous... Yeah, great win from Longreach Bay there, who's um, won four races now from nine starts. And that was his second trainer for uh, owner, breeder and trainer in Peter King. And uh, Peter, welcome to the program. Thank you. Good morning. This uh, this fella, he's got uh, plenty of ability. Um, he's very well bred. He's by Renaissance man, but uh, his mare is also the producer of the very special Cot Breach. And, uh, and Peter, you, you owned Cot Beach and, and you bred... Uh, this fella, and it must give you a great pleasure uh, to see him go out oh, there and win the West Side. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we bought um, back in the black the, the mother of Longreach Bay just as a, an extra to, to have on the property at the time. You know, I had a mare in foal and I always like to have two, so we went and purchased that mare and haven't looked backwards. Uh, uh, Peter, it, as I said, mentioned, it was about 21 years in between wins for you as a trainer. Why was, why was there such a, a, a break for you? I guess that is, you know, I was, a, I was a victim of circumstances. You know, my wife um, is big time into the marathon swimming, so we were doing a lot of travelling with that um, uh, nationally and internationally, and uh, that took up a lot of my time. Um, I still played around with the horses, but I'm also working full time. I felt I wasn't putting the time I needed to into the horses, and um, yeah, they sort of went by the wayside. I still had had them, I still bred them, I still played around with them, but I never really got into the training side of it properly. Um, yeah, and, and that's, like I say, just a victim of circumstances. Uh, it's a fabulous story, and uh, last week's win was very special. Um, Madison Brown, I thought she drove a fabulous race uh, last week, and the horse appeared to pull a bit in front, but she managed to get to the horse, uh, the horse to the line very, very nicely. Great win. She retains the drive tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't take her off. Um, you know, she pressed the button just at the right time in the mobile. And, you know, mobile manners have been one of his issues. And uh, he seemed to cope with that OK. Um, she rated him, even though he was tugging a little bit, um, she rated him fairly well up front. And, and a little bit of toughness came out at the end there. Yeah, no, it was a great drive. Excellent. In, in all three starts, uh, Peter, for you, um, you've actually given... Uh, the younger drivers go. Hayden uh, Hancock uh, drove him at his first win and, and his first start uh, for you, and then you've put Madison Madison Brown on. Is that's a that's a clear indication you want to give young young people a go? Well, to be honest, being out of the industry for so long, or sort of just watching it from the sidelines, um, I wasn't really up to date with the drivers. I mean, you know, you've got the the standouts. Um, Hayden actually rang me because I didn't put a driver down. Um, for Longreach Bay, and um, yeah, he rang me and, and asked if he could drive the horse, and I spoke to a couple of people, and they sort of said, yeah, he's a, he's a good kid, he's a good driver, so he, on he went. Um, he couldn't drive last week because his, his licence doesn't allow him to drive across the park, so uh, Gary Elson actually suggested uh, Madison Brand, so away we went. Well, it's been a fantastic choice, and like I said, fantastic drive last week, so 
tonight's race. She draws the two. We would imagine she uh, gets to the front. He gets to the front. You'd think so. You know, if, if he hits the mobile the way he did last week, I really don't think there'll be much that could take him on. Um, having said that, you never know. You know, bigger races, different things happen. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he'd get to the lead without an issue. All right. How's your confidence level going tonight, Peter? Um, yeah, 50-50. <laughs> that is a step I, up in class. Absolutely. You know, there are a couple of real handy horses in there. I mean, you know, the one on his back, Guardi's Legacy, that, that's a very good horse. You know, if that gets to run through the field, then um, it'll be close enough, you know, to do anything. Um, if my bloke um, kicks on the way he did last week, then, you know, you'd think he'd give it a bit of a shake. But, you know, I'm, I'm never overly confident. Uh, before I let you go, uh, just on the breeding, um, back in black, uh, the mother of um, Long Reach Bay and also Cop Beach is in in foal to Lazarus and Cop Beach yep. is in foal to Ultimate Machete. So big Purden influence there. And um, both horses stayed at uh, your good mate Gary Olson's when they were over here. Absolutely, yeah. We got to meet both of them. And uh, even though we got them mixed up at the time, we sort of thought that Lazarus was actually Ultimate Machete and the other way around. <laughs> but um, they're both beautiful horses, really, really nice natured. So um, hopefully we've made good choices. No, look, uh, excellent stuff. And best of luck uh, tonight, Peter. Um, we wish you well, and um, hopefully we just get to the front and roll along and uh, make them chase you, so good luck. Thank you. Much appreciated. Good on you, Peter King there. And, uh, Glenn, a, a wonderful story. It's uh, Alan Parker, who's the doyen of, of uh, history here in WA. I think uh, the next day when he, when he does his uh, update of his data system, sent me through um, the fact that it had been such a long time in, in between wins, and... Um, he's found a he's found a nice horse. Oh, amazing story, really is, and that's what uh, racing produces sometimes. And uh, we all love the you know uh, we all love the battlers, and to see you know somebody come back after such a, a long break is uh, fantastic. So yeah, great luck to um, to Peter tonight with Longreach Bay. And they're actually really good races, those West Side races this year. The last couple of years, they've they're, they're probably the numbers have been a little bit down, but. It, just shows how probably well the breeding industry is going at the moment. The, the class is getting better and better every year. You can see, see that the sales um, with the prices that uh, horses are going for now. So I think that's a reflection of, of how the breeding industry is going here at the moment. Yeah, certainly appears to be going very well. And some of the races we see tonight, like the, um, the Westbred, um, fantastic fields, some real depth and some real quality horses. So looking forward to those races tonight. All right, uh, we'll, we'll go to break very shortly and uh, we'll actually talk about, uh, it'll be actually one of your horses that uh, won over the break. Um, but news this week that um, uh, the Cup Carnival has been revised at Gloucester Park uh, and also with Rawa with this extended season of harness racing um, where the season now ends on uh, the 31st of December, um, which means uh, there was going to be issues with our four-year-old races, the, the Retrovision Golden Nugget and the, um, uh, the four-year-old Classic and, and also uh, the four-year-old Championship. Uh, Ra were really concerned that uh, they didn't want to call them the three, uh, three-year-old races. Um, and with the Inter-Dominion, uh, not being there this year, unfortunately, uh, it did open up a space. So the announcement uh, was this week that uh, the Fremantle Cup has moved to uh, November 20 and the WA Pacing Cup is uh, now the 4th of December and the Mayor's Classic will split them with the Rawa Cup. So uh, big news, a big change, but uh, as far as um, wagering goes, I think it's a really positive move because we know that that November-December period's 
probably the best wagering period. We need uh, uh, our best wagering races on at the best times. And with the Inter-Dominion not there at the at the moment, um, it just sort of opened up for for uh, the right time. And, and obviously, it's almost a clean swap with the the, uh, the four-year-old races, which will go into uh, January, the January-February time. So um, uh, in, interesting, but I, I suppose it was, a, um, you know, a, a natural decision once uh, this season was extended and there was, there was also that Inter-Dominion missing. But great opportunity. I think one of the upside for it is that um, flights across yep. will be uh, more readily available. Hopefully we'll see some great interstate raiders, which will just really add something to the races, more interest from um, the eastern states and more wagering, which is what it's all about. So fantastic. It sure is. Now, going to the break, uh, the Diamond Classic, the last week end of May. Mortz, this was one of your horses um, in almost an angel. Um, always an angel. Always. Uh, you, you picked her up at the sale in New Zealand? Yes, we did. Um, Justin Prentice and uh, John Lohman uh, secured her and uh, brought her across. And uh, she's been an outstanding filly. And what she showed in that uh, Diamond Classic win was pretty special. So, fingers crossed, we're looking forward to some exciting times ahead with her. So, uh, very exciting. All right. Uh, after the break, we'll have um, Scott Hill, our form expert, to go through a couple of races at Gloucester Park. But as we gather, oh, as we go to the break, one of the features uh, that has happened uh, during this COVID crisis was the Diamond Classic, and uh, here's uh, the winner, always an angel. Unconditional put the nose in front, just for love struggling. Out wide on the track, always an angel closing in. A better beach bell to the outside as well as a corner. Oh, breaking up unconditional and always an angel of time now. Always an angel raced away. Secret reaction is getting out to give chase to just for love. And down the outside running on is star for me, but always an angel is well clear. This has been a brilliant performance. Second is star for me. And always you're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. I see nothing is running on. Tommy B. Good's back on the inside. And then came I'm Soxie and our Jimmy Johnson around the turn. Chicago Bull goes for home 26-8. And races clear from Golden State. Tommy B. Good. I see nothing and our Jimmy Johnson. Chicago Bull in front. Down the outside, our Jimmy Johnson. Chicago Bull just in front. Our Jimmy Johnson's got him on the line, I think. Unbelievable. Our Jimmy Johnson might have nailed We're Welcome back to uh, Talking Harness WA, and that was Jimmy Johnson a couple of weeks ago getting the better of Chicago Bull. They go around again tonight in race number nine, the Winter Cup. Uh, Jimmy Johnson's 2.45, Chicago Bull 2.10. Uh, drawn two and six respectively. But on that night, while we played at uh, Mortz, Junior was going for an an Australian record of seven wins on the night. Chicago Bull was the horse you wanted to be on. And Jimmy Johnson uh, nailed him. So six winners. The third time Junior's driven six winners on a program uh, to go along with 17 times he's driven five, which is equal with, uh, with Chris Alford. Just amazing. Going into the last race, you would have thought, if you wanted a safe banker, <laughs> Chicago Bull was the one. Our Jimmy Johnson, last on the turn, and in the last stride, just lunged and got him. And Junior, unfortunately, missed out on that record, but plenty more opportunities for him. Yeah, I think he'd be kicking himself because you don't get too many chances to drive seven on a card. But uh, time now to get into some uh, form uh, analysis of the Gloucester Park meeting tonight. A big 11-race card, 4.42 the first race 
uh, WA time. And uh, we've got a very special form analyst uh, each and every week. And it's time to welcome uh, Scott Hill into the program. Hello, Scott. Morning, Mick. Morning, Mort. Morning, uh, morning, Scott. And uh, people, if you follow WA Harness and you're on Twitter, you should follow Scott at Hill Bomber. And um, obviously an Essendon fan, Scott, as well. Massive Essendon fan. Uh, Mick have been all my life and, uh, yeah, you know, went to the 2000 grand final and that'll be one of the highlights of my life, for sure. That's certainly one of the highlights of my life, that's for <laughs> sure, uh, too, Bomber. And, uh, <laughs> sitting with two Essendon fans. What's going on? Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to the let's move on to the racing and Scott. Just before we get into the first race, we got to dissect, which is the uh, the Phillies tonight. Uh, just a little bit of background about you know just the way you do form, heavily based on on speed maps and and where horses are going to settle. Yeah, correct, Mick. My uh, my analysis is based firmly around a speed map. Uh, that's the first part of my of my breakdown. Uh, I probably spend twenty to thirty minutes per race, um, starting with the speed map and then. Uh, and working back from there, taking into account, you know, sectional ability, uh, early sectional and particularly closing sectionals. Uh, driver Drivers play an important role in my analysis and uh, track ability is also an important factor. All right, mate, we might get straight into it. We're going to dissect three races uh, today. And the first is the uh, the Westbred three-year-old fillies. And this is an, an intriguing race. Tab Touch, one of our sponsors as well. Great, our friends at uh, Tab Touch uh, have come on board. And uh, their market for the three-year-old fillies race is uh, Star from the Palace at 4.20. Alta Cinderella, well-supported. Open up $3 into 2.35. Star of Diamonds, uh, $19. Advance Your Dream, $41. Uh, Blue Chip Adder at 15 In the Sky Rocket, 41 Suing You is at $23. Uh, um, last week's winner, 55 Reborn at $20. Uh, and Miss Billy Not Silly at 126 That's the front line. On the back line, Double Espresso at $3. Uh, Block Jaw. Uh, George at $9 and the Oaks winner sports package at $23, a very uh, classy back line. Uh, and Scott, um, good money for Alta Cinderella. Only had three starts. Impressive in its three wins, but this is its first test to date. And I don't know how your speed map is, but it doesn't look like staff from the Palace will want to be handing over. No, that's the way I see it as well, Mick. I've, I've certainly got staff from Palace, the leader, uh, her record at the track and distance when leading is impeccable. She's three from three. Uh, Aldo, one of the best gate drivers in the state, and uh, an eighty thousand dollar race. There's no chance Aldo's handing up here. Um, no doubt, you know, out of Cinderella, she's. We haven't seen the bottom of her yet, but uh, you know, she's she's been on the country tracks. She had the first go at uh, Gloucester Park, and she looks a big raw type. I've, I've got no doubt she's probably the best horse in the race, but she's she's not going to get any favours tonight. Yeah, agree with that, Bomber. Um, she has been very green. She has been very, very impressive. Um, but um, staff from the Palace is going to have a very, very handy filly right on her back? Correct. I, I actually see double espresso. Espresso is probably the uh, main danger. She She's normally doing the work herself out in out in front or having to work to the breeze and, and work very hard in the races. Tonight, she, you know, it's a bit of foreign territory for her, just getting the nice camp on the back of... A couple of very, very nice horses. I see out of Cinderella, even if she doesn't hold the breeze early, I think she'll work to the breeze. Uh, and this will it'll give uh, Chris a nice camp in behind him and uh, he'll be looking to push off on the corner and she'll have the last look. 
Um, but I just I keep coming back to staff from the Palace as the leader. She's got a great record and she really savages the line, whether she's in front or from behind. Do you think Double Express will be and Crystal will be happy to stay on the pegs for the majority of the race and, and just wait for a little bit of luck? They they do tend to drive her like she's the best horse in the race. Uh, but tonight, I think, given given where she's drawn, it gives them the chance to probably drive her a little bit uh, more with a more cold. I think you've got it exactly right there, Nick. They've never had an opportunity to drive a cult. Uh, and and tonight they get that opportunity. And, and you know, we're going to get to see just how, how quickly she can sprint over the last four or 500 metres because I've got no doubt the gap will come uh, with staff from the Palace in front and uh, out of Cinderella sitting outside. Of it. They're going to... You know, they're going to run a really quick last 600 here and the gap will come for double espresso. So uh, she'll get her opportunity, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, there's some real class on that back line apart from uh, double espresso. We've got block jog and sports package. Given the way you see the race being run, do you think they're going to find it hard to get into the race, Bomber? I think block jog probably gets the best opportunity more. She'll, um, she'll drop three pegs straight on the back of double espresso. Uh, and the other one from the back line, but uh, I give a chance to is, um, is the uh, sports package just lost it. Um, yeah, sports package is a chance. It's going to need a lot, a lot of luck. Yeah. Um, but I, I've really narrowed it down to the four chances in uh, staff from the Palace Double Espresso out of Cinderella and Block Jewel. And yeah, like I say, I keep coming back to staff from the Palace as the leader. She's they're going to have to run some serious times to beat her. Well, that, that's the way that the market's got it. Uh, Star from the Palace, 4.20. Alta Cinderella into 2.35. $3 double espresso and block jaw at $9. Uh, how, how should we play this uh, race, uh, Bomber? Well, Wade, I'll be, I'll be back in Star from the Palace. The, the, what I see is the value. I think she's around about the 4.40 um, across most of the corporates. And, uh, and I marked a, probably a $3 chance. So with my betting strategy, that's a 1.5-unit bet on staff from the palace. Uh, okay. And uh, you, you don't bet exotics, you just play the um, you just play the win? Yeah, win and or place. Yep. Um, I, I steer away from the exotic, but uh, yeah, not, I'm certainly not against place betting and uh, and block jog is probably a really nice place bet in this race from the three of the pegs as well. Okay. And uh, currently on tab touch, she's $2.30. So, Look, it's a, it's a really intriguing race, and uh, I think there is a little bit of value there, Mortz, as well. So if, you, if you're a fan of, of Double Expresso, who'd, who'd have thought in a West Spread final about two months ago she wouldn't be favourite? Yeah, look, um, she sat on the fence uh, three back a couple of starts ago, three or four starts ago, and beat the boys. Um, and here she is against her own sex and, um, you know, great value. So, And like Bomber said, you know, block jog, We'll get to the rails. Very good value. It's just a matter of how the how the pace is run as to whether they can get into it. All right, it's time to take a break. And uh, as we do, let's have a, a listen to the WA Oaks, where most of the fancy chances uh, clashed. Star from the Palace is trying to get clear. Blue Chip Hatter is off the track, but Double Espresso is in front. Coming to the home turn. Sports Package is getting off the inside now. Star from the Palace follows through. Tiffany's gone. 55 reborn. And then Blue Chip Hatter. Mistiano to the outside from Sweet Madison. Sports Package after Double Espresso. Double Espresso in front, but Sports Package has got Double Espresso. Sports Package raced up. Double Espresso kicks. Sports Package with a nose in front of Double Espresso. Sports Package has won from Double Espresso. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. 
This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Jetstar has raced up to Lambridge and they go stride for stride with Carabao going into third place quite nicely. Mighty Ronaldo badly held up. Magnificent is off the track as they corner. Around the bend they run. Jetstar is on the outside. Might be doing the better work. Lambridge is trying to come back and then Carabao. Jetstar just in front though from Lambridge. Jetstar, he is a magnificent animal and Jetstar races away to win brilliantly. Jetstar has won. Welcome back to Talking Harness on 657 SEN and that was Jet Star and uh, a dominant win in the Pearl Classic, and I think he just raced into favouritism for um, the Golden Slipper next month and uh, defeating Leverage O, who, who looked to be the iron horse of the two-year-old. So it was a, a really an impressive, uh, impressive performance to uh, sit outside him and win the Pearl Classic last week. Let's get into our next race that we go uh, go to analyse, and it's the three-year-old Colts and Gildings West Bread. And another interesting race where Guardi's Legacy is favourite at $1.65. Uh, but let's give you the market. And uh, at a uh, at a pocket rinse from Barrier 1 at $26. Longreach Bay, we spoke to Peter King earlier at $5. Uh, Captain uh, C- Courageous at uh, $34. Miracle Max, 51 Stars Above at $26. Uh, Better Luck at $100. Uh, Al Guerrera at 10 Manning for Trotsind at 10 Manifestly Excessive at $19. The Back Row, Poised to Pounce at $380. Guardi's Legacy, the favourite at $165. And uh, Aris... Socratic star at ten dollars, and uh, Scott Hill, our form expert, joining us. Uh, Guardi's legacy, a dollar sixty-five favourite. Um, really interesting affair here. Longreach Bay looks the leader from Barrier Two. Scott. Yeah, the Barrier draws set up a cracking race here. I think uh, I've got Longreach Bay certainly the leader. Um, at a pocket rinse, I'll be more than happy to take a sit on him. And uh, Longreach Bay, he's a, he's, a, he's a revy type. I can see him getting right up on the steel here for Madison and being a bit of a tricky drive, and she'll have to let him run pretty early here. And that's the main reason I've come back to uh, a horse that I've got three pegs in poised to pounce. He's, uh, he's been plying his trade in the standing start races, which I think was uh, to help help the horse settle. He was tending to over-race a little bit himself in his early days, but... He's gone back and uh, had five starts in the stands, one off 60 metres a couple of starts ago at Pinjarra, but over the 2,100 metres, which is just a phenomenal effort. And they ran some serious time that day with a 56-2 middle half with him chasing. And then he had the audacity to peel off a 27-8 quarter all by himself, winning by 32 metres there, and that was a sensational win. Um, I just think he... He gets the cover here tonight. The gaps will appear at the right time, and, and he can reel off a really quick quarter, as we know. Yeah, very impressive uh, that start at Pinjarra, uh, two or three starts ago. So um, the plan for the race then, uh, Bomber? So I've got, um, yeah, there's four main chances. Longreach Bay in front, but I think he's susceptible given his racing pattern. Uh, poised to pounce, I'm really, really keen that Curly will get him off the fence at the right time. And then you've got Guardi's Legacy and our aristocratic star from the back and, and one of the four will be winning. Um and, but I think I've come back to poise to pounce so once again at the value, uh, you know, around four dollars twenty. I've marked in probably a two eighty three dollar chance. So once again, there'll be a one point five unit bet there for me. All right, so that is the uh, the uh, the West Bread at Group One level, eighty thousand dollars. And the final one we're going to uh, analyse today is the West Side two year old Colts and Geldings race ten tonight, and uh, we got a market of Armour Einstein, the full brother to um, Reborn Fifty Five Reborn at one eighty five. 
Um, 290 for Robbie's Rocket, who's drawn barrier four. Only other runner in the market is inside the back line power play at six dollars. How'd you see this, uh, Scott? Yeah, the market's pretty well got it right as far as three chances that I can see. I've got uh, Armour Einstein certainly leading. Um, Robbie Rocket's the one he. His last run was absolutely phenomenal. He came from 25 metres off them at the 800. They ran a 56-8 last half, and he was three and four wide to be beaten six metres. He smashed the clock on that occasion. And uh, I think tonight he'll be driven a little bit more aggressively from four. He, the breeze could be there for him. The only one that could be a bit of a fly in the ointment there is Reed Laura, which uh, is a big green gangly type. And uh, but I think you know I think the, the breeze is there for Robbie Rocket and. They won't run any crazy times here, I don't think. And if he can peel off, you know, that 27 quarter, 50, 56, low 56 last half, that could be enough to knock Armour Einstein off. Um, power play is the one's camp run on him. Uh, he looks a classy type as well, and he's going to get his opportunity late as well. Yeah, power play was a good last start winner um, on the back of uh, Arm Einstein. So it's going to have its chance. Like you said, Regalora. Be interesting to see where that horse finishes up. Um, and Robbie Rocket, that uh, last sectional, as you said, was absolutely flying. So good betting event. Uh, Bomber, what do you have the uh, the market at? I've marked uh, Robbie Rocket at $2.50 chance. Uh, so he'll be a two-unit bet for me. Uh, I think Arnor Einstein's probably under the odds at the moment. I know the Coast State will have a big opinion of him, but I think he's probably under the odds. He, I had him more of a $3 chance. Uh, and power play, I think they've got it about right there with him at about $5. Um, one of the three will certainly be winning, uh, but I'm, I'm with Robbie Rocket. I think he's raced in the best company all year, and this is his chance to get back into the winner's list. Well, Scott, mate, I think you found us a, a bit of value there in the three races we've dissected. Uh, plenty of value there tonight. So, uh, mate, we'll uh, do it all again next week. Excellent, mate. Thank you very much, and uh, good luck. Thank you very much. There you go. Well, that was Scott Hill, and uh, uh, very, very good form judge there, Glenn. Yeah, excellent. Uh, people that follow him on Twitter uh, would be very, um, very happy and have a pocket full of coin, that's for sure. All right, after the break, we've got, um, we're going to go around the grounds with uh, Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland. Bit of news and also find out uh, a few tips, um, a few tips from the East Coast. Um, but as we go to uh, our break, um, we've got, uh, as we said, the uh, Armour Einstein's favourite for the West Side two-year-old Colts and Geldings tonight, which is race 10 we just spoke about. His big sister, Re, uh, 55 Reborn was victorious in the three-year-old Phillies version of this race last week. Further back in the field is our star Carly coming off the back. Advanced Your Dream hooks out three wide to try and come after these two leaders coming to the bend. 55 Reborn with Star from the Palace in the middle. Advanced Your Dream is out three wide trying to come on. And then Miss Billy, not silly. Our star Carly behind them. To the outside is Star and Art in the straight. 55 Reborn from Star from the Palace. On the inside, Miss Billy, not silly. And then came Advanced Your Dream still in front. 55 Reborn from Star from the Palace. And 55 Reborn, too good for Star from the Palace, Miss Billy, not silly. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. 
at the quarter. 28 for the split. It's still Picard leading Ignatius. Rack him up, Tiger Pie. All you need is Faith Peels to the outside. Probing for a runner's chase, Auckland. And the deepest will be Poster Boy letting down with its run. All you need is Faith goes about after Picard. Getting through the middle now is Ashley Lokas bursting through. And Poster Boy, Poster Boy reigns up on the outside. Goes to the lead. And is the pin-up tonight, Poster Boy. Poster Boy beats Ashley Lokas from the clouds. Yes, welcome back to uh, 657 SEN Track. And uh, what a way to introduce our next guest from Victoria. And that is the Poster Boy from Victoria, Jason Bonington. And Jason, welcome. And uh, news the Poster Boy has been retired. Yes, well, we saw the writing on the wall, didn't we? Uh, Wonder Boy for Adam Hamilton. I'll take Poster Boy, to be honest. I'll take that. Uh, I'll take it to the grave. But, uh, yeah, no, the writing was on the wall. He came back for those few starts. He looked electric, and we wanted to see the matchup in the Victoria Cup in mid-October between him and Lock and Varat. The fortunate thing, boys, is that Ride High returns to Tabcourt Park tomorrow night. And from all reports... He's a better version of uh, Poster Boy, which says a lot, but Poster Boy did a magnificent job during his career, five-time Group 1 winner, and came back just almost for a farewell tour, wasn't it? But Bill and Ann Anderson have had to make a, a critical decision on whether to sort of send him off to stud duties and try and bring him back. But now uh, the ride has come to an end, but he's been an outstanding horse and a very, very exciting one. And it was great during that regional racing period where things were a little on the lull everywhere, particularly Victoria, just to have him come back and go around for a few few more starts and show his devastating speed but I'm sure he will get plenty interested start particularly now that we know we've got these stallion limits it won't be long till plenty are coming to post a boy to um, try and get him to get them their next champion. All right and more good news out of Victoria is that uh, the Vic Cup prize money increase which is really good news for, for Victoria. Yeah, amazing news, really. The Victoria Cup, you know, for a long period of time, we, we spruit the Victoria Cup as the cox plate of harness racing, didn't we? And it was extremely disappointing. We won't dwell on the past, but the slashing of prize money from 400 down to 200 was disappointing at the time. It seems the move to mid-October, which uh, there was some conjecture and consternation over for a start, that doesn't seem to have been too bad uh, coming after the Caulfield Guineas. It's become a great wagering day for harness racing in Victoria, as well as the thoroughbreds. The Everest is also around that time as we know, but um, great to see it back up to $300,000, $50,000 last year, added again, and now $50,000 more this year. So we want to get the Victoria Cup back where it should be. It's a proper grand circuit race. It should be a target race for, you know, all the best horses in Australasia, including that very exciting West Australian called Shockwave, who we believe is a chance of coming over. So great to get it back up to $300,000, and hopefully in another two years it'll be back where it should be at four hundred k. Yes, fantastic news, JB, to uh, get that race back to where it is. Now, very importantly, our listeners on 657 SEN track are looking for some winners this weekend. What have you got for us? Well, I'm going to go for my best in the program. There are a number of shorties at Tabcourt Park Mountain tomorrow night, but I reckon we'll get a turning of the tables, a little bit of a dull and last race in the program. It's going to be a replica speed map to the last time they met last weekend, Coco's Fella and Smart Little Shard. Smart Little Shard will spear straight to the front and then hand up to Coco's Fella. It's only a small field, but I sort of predicted when I was doing the form that Coco's Fella would come up short, and that's exactly what's happened. I think that Coco's Fella is a better short course horse, and with Smart Little Shard getting within a lip of him last weekend, I think you'll get one better here and get over the top of Coco's Fella. He's just one of those horses in front that 
because he doesn't have that snap point-to-point 150-metre speed. I think he'll leave himself vulnerable to smart little shard. He'll be around the $3, $3.50 mark. So best on the card on a night where we're going to have ride high at $1.20 and McLovin at $1.10. If we want a touch of value, I reckon the last race in the program, race eight, number two, smart little shard, and at much better each-way value, first race on the card, race one, number eight, Julius Tigress. It's a weird old race, and I just think that he's a good short-course horse. He'll get a gun run behind the leader or three poles at very worst. It's a good place to be over 1,720 metres at Melton. I think you'll get closer to $14 about him. Not straight out each way for him, but straight out in the last best on the card. Race 8, number 2, smart little shard, boys. Beautiful. Jay Bond, thanks for your time, and we'll let you get back to one of your 500 jobs. <laughs> good on you, lad. Thank you. There's uh, Jason Bonington from Victoria, and we have to go to New South Wales. Mort, I'll let you introduce our next man because you are his biggest fan. Yes, I certainly am. Ben Cray from New South Wales, no better form expert in the land than Ben. Welcome to 657 SEN Track, Ben. Good morning. Hi, Mort. Uh, good to see you've got a radio gig now to go along with all your uh, photos on Twitter. You're everywhere these days. Yes, thank you, uh, BK. And uh, very nice to be chatting to you this morning, mate. You, uh, you are the guru in New South Wales, and you're going to have a look at Menangle for us this weekend. Yeah, look, Menangle's on tonight and tomorrow. Um, there's a couple that I've, uh, I don't mind. Uh, look, race one tonight, it's a very tough meeting there tonight. There's, a, there's some pretty ordinary horses, to be honest, going around. But race one, I've selected two there, numbers three and six. They are two-ply and number six, Philando Denario. Uh, look, Two Ply's been running in better races than this. Uh, it's got some gate speed. There are no champions in this race, but uh, I think if you can get sort of over the $4 mark, it's value. And then also number six, Valendo Denario. Uh, it's first up for four months. Trialed okay. Uh, it might be the one hopefully coming over the top of them and around this $7 mark looks good enough value for mine. And then uh, one other race I didn't mind there tonight was race seven. Uh, strangely enough, this is for some lesser-class horses, and it's over 2,300 metres, and I've gone with number two, uh, Better Keep Rocking. It's a debutante from the strong Kerry-Ann uh, Morris Stable. Look, it's uh, had one, a couple of green trials and then a trial, and the trial that it ran in, it went well enough uh, to be competitive here, I thought. The horses that, that beat it would probably be pretty short here, and if you can get to the fence and get a soft run, the 2,300 may actually suit it because a lot of these horses uh, will be struggling at the end of that. So uh, race seven, number two, at around the $3 mark is probably around the right uh, price there too. It sounds like some very good value uh, over the weekend at Menangle, so something for the punters to fill their pockets with. BK, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you again on 657 SEN Track next week. Thanks, Mort. Have a good day, mate. You too. Thank you. Good on you, Ben. And from New South Wales, we go to Queensland and the voice of Queensland Harness Racing is Chris Barsby. Hello, Chris. Uh, Michael, good morning to you. Maud's good morning to you. And, uh, yeah, good morning, everyone. Morning, Chris. Mate, seems to be uh, a fairly positive um, nature in Queensland at the moment. Um, some good things happening up there. And, and the good thing is that Queensland continued racing through this, uh, through this crisis, and particularly at Albion Park. Yeah, absolutely. No racing lost, uh, no prize money lost as well. So participants have done very well given the pandemic that's sweeping the uh, the globe currently. So, no, there's certainly a, a spring in our step here. Unfortunately, we've lost the bulk of our winter carnival features and we were set for a really exciting winter carnival because we were going to introduce a new race this year, the Rising Sun, a race for 
three and four year olds, primarily four year olds, and big money up the grabs there, two hundred and fifty thousand, three hundred and fifty thousand, if a three year old was able to win that feature. So unfortunately, that's gone by the wayside because of the global pandemic. But we are still going to be running certain features. We've got a big night of racing up tonight at Redcliffe and they're going to take centre stage next Saturday night because they've got a group one feature for the two-year-olds. Heats are being staged tonight. The Redcliffe Cup will be run, albeit lesser prize money for the Redcliffe Cup. And then we roll into the Albion Park features next month. And there's still going to be some good races, including the South East Oaks and the South East Derby. We've lost both the Queensland Oaks and Derby, the big group one features, but we are still running some three-year-old features worth good prize money. And the interest looks really good at this point in time. All right, can you find us a winner? Yeah, I can. I think we'll get the money tonight at Redcliffe. I'm really keen on the chances of race six, number five, go lightly. He's a well-bred, lightly raced horse in the care of Vicky Rasmussen, Shane Graham, who's back in the other sport, takes the drive. Now, this horse ran the other hands off the clock in the heat here Wednesday week ago, running second behind Showham Simon, 56.9 litre to win a last half. He made up a stack of ground. I think he's going to prove very hard to beat in this final tonight. So I think he's the best bet. All weekend, race six, number five, go lightly. And uh, as I said, it's a really good meeting. We've got Governor Jujon, who's considered to be Queensland's best three-year-old. He steps out in the race prior, race five. He's going to be very short, but uh, he's getting set for that southeast derby next week. And we've had the Phillies step out this week as well. Jiggle and Jive returned to the winner's circle yesterday in 153.8. Pelosi was back at the trials earlier this week. Jewel Group 1 winner. She trialled really well in 155.5. And they're both getting set for the other uh, southeast oaks coming up next month. But no, it's exciting times. But the best bet this weekend, guys, race six, number five, go lightly. Beautiful, Chris. Thanks for your time. We'll speak to you next week. Thanks, guys. There you go, Chris Barsby. So uh, plenty of tips in the last segment. Uh, Mort, it's been a big first show. Uh, thanks for your time. Big night tonight at, at Gloucester Park. And uh, uh, we'll uh, got one show into bed and hopefully uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah, fantastic show. Uh, fantastic show today. And um, big night at Gloucester Park with the West Red Classic. So looking forward to that. Hopefully the, we've provided uh, many winners for the listeners and um, we look forward to speaking to you next week. Thank you. All right, thanks for your company. And uh, we'll be back on uh, our 657 SEN track next week. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91